I met Arjun last year when a friend of mine tagged me on his LinkedIn post where he was offering a free one-on-one product management mentorship. I got lucky to be among the first one because he got reached by around 400 people asking for the one-on-one mentorship. I remember I told him, Arjun, I have a product management podcast. I have created a product management club and I'm doing a master's degree with a focus on product management and I'm interning as a product manager. But I still don't understand what product manager does. I really got out of that call with a clear mind though. Anyhow, Arjun has an incredible experience in product management. Currently, he works as a product manager too on YouTube, previously worked as an associate product manager too at Google. And in addition, he has had experiences in Microsoft and Smartsheet as well. I thought it would be an amazing idea if we actually recorded some of the questions that students had for him so more students listening to the podcast could benefit from it. So I reached out to my network then asked them to be a part of this episode. Hence, in this episode, I won't be making the questions. Five people are going to participate in the speed mentorship round while you and I will just listen and learn. A quick disclaimer, I found out that having people ask questions to Arjun was very easy but actually recording them as questions was very hard. Turns out podcasting is not as easy as it sounds. While the questions were asked by real people, the voices you will hear are AI generated. Hi everyone, this is Arjun Lalvani and I'm currently a product manager at YouTube. Long story short, here is how he became a product manager. So I actually started off my career in software engineering and I was studying computer science at university and the route that looked the most common was software engineering. So I did a software engineering internship at Microsoft and um, I remember getting this product requirements document once a PRD, right, uh, from my PM and uh, they asked me to like build this stuff and I had a lot of questions on like why we should build this and I didn't really agree with a lot of the strategies and I was extremely curious on like how much money we make and why do why is this important over something else and I spoke to my um, manager software engineering manager about it and he basically told me yeah the PM is responsible for this stuff and we don't really get into the details and so I was like okay I want to talk to the PM and so I ended up going and talking to the product manager at Microsoft and I was like hey um I don't agree with some of the stuff. Can you please help me understand? And then she walked me through a lot of the context that I just clearly missed. And I then realized that this is a full-time job that one has to do to figure out what we should do and why. Um, and she actually convinced me to give it a shot because she felt like I would be a good fit for this role. Um, and so then I networked my way into getting a product internship at Microsoft and used obviously that experience to get more internships. Um, in product and eventually a full-time role in Google, right? So I think it just compounds once you start having one or two breaks. All right. And as I mentioned, I'll be joining the seat of a listener today. So without further ado, let the speed mentorship begin. Hey, Arjun, this is Vanessa. So I was doing an internship this summer where I had a chance to work with different teams, including product managers. Uh, I really like the job, but the thing is that I don't really have an experience in product management, you know? And that kind of discourages me because uh, although I'm not sure I can do the work, I don't have the experience. My question to Arjun is, what do you think I should do to break into product management with zero experience and no specific background in product management? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So 
I actually think there's a different question behind this question. Um, and, you know, the common answer here is like, you have to start somewhere, right? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs have built businesses that, and they never like started a business before. You know, in, in a more simpler day-to-day thing, you probably, if you go to the gym or you play a sport or an instrument, yeah, there was a day when you actually didn't know how to do that, right? And so I think the problem here is like, it's not that, um, it's not like you, you're, you're scared by the fact that there's no structure, right? Like you didn't face a problem when you're learning that sport because there was a very clear structure on how to go from point A to point B. And if you just mm. keep doing that, you would become better and better and you kind of pick up that skill. But for product management, career pivots, all of these things, there's no clear way on how to go from point A to point B. Everyone has their own way of doing it. And so it kind of feels like, how do I even get started and what's the right approach? And the answer is there is no right approach here, right? Um, and my advice here is usually go as far as you can see, right? I think talk to a few people who have, who you aspire to be, reach out on LinkedIn, see what they have to say, uh, and then listen to your gut. Like, what does it say? Um, do you think what one person is saying resonates more with something else, right? Um, if you're trying to get like the product management skill set, and you want you want that uh, you want to build that more, I I usually advise people to go make something people want and grow it, right? Like actually build something or launch something doesn't have to be technical could also just be a t-shirt company could be putting on events on campus could be this podcast like you're doing this right Mm. Um, and then try to grow it because when as you grow it you'll you'll learn to scale yourself and as you scale yourself you'll work with the team and when you work with the team you'll have engineers or like uh, other stakeholders that you will work with right and you're in a way already doing the product job and product is a very much kind of a skill that you just learn on like what the market wants, you build a team to build a product for that market and you just scale it and you grow that. And if you can grow it, it shows that you have the product skills um, and then you can use that experience as a leverage now to get a real opportunity in, in like a job or a company that you want, right? So mm-hmm. that's how I would approach this. Mm-hmm. Um, and just go as far as you can see. You don't, you don't need to like crack it completely. Have like a three month roadmap and then look back and be like, oh, that didn't work. Maybe I should try something else, right? And go for another three months and go for another three months. You try to look three years ahead or two years ahead, very hard. Hey, Arjun, uh, this is Tiffany. So long story short, I get my first product management internship at a big company and it's been three months here already. Uh, the thing is that I feel like this job isn't really product management. Like, for example, the product is not user-centered, and I feel like I'm more of a coordinator of things, making sure developers have all the information they need, I'm writing user stories, and once done, moving to the next one, you know? Uh, this is really not what I was expecting when I first got interviewed, as I expected to be involved in the business side, marketing, Sporting markets, you know, and making product decisions, be creative, and so on. Instead, uh, everything that comes to me has already been decided, so I just work on making sure sprints are done. Uh, I even told my manager about his concern, and he was like, Well, this is what a product manager does. So he kind of made me feel like I should switch my entire career as I don't deal with this one. Uh, my question for Arjun is Do you think it's right? Should I consider changing my whole career? Maybe? Your manager is partially right. That's what a PM does when a project isn't what I call the execution phase, right? Uh, when a project you have defined, um, or in this case, someone else has defined and it has scoped it out. And when a project gets to 
place where like it's now time to actually ship it you do a lot of the stuff where you actually have to go and be a coordinator you have to write user stories you have to make sure like things are moving and there's always momentum and things get shipped right at the end of the day you're responsible for delivery right otherwise it's just like consulting where you come up with an idea you propose a solution and move on right but for pms you actually have to be a little bit of an operator and make sure it actually ships now Execution projects are usually easy to give to interns, right? And you might actually be seeing a little bit of that here because mm. as, as a manager, like I would like to give something that's more easier for an intern to do and they can see impact, right? So if I give you something that's very well uh, scoped and there's a good direction and you know exactly what the next step should be um, and you can deliver it, you can see that it ships to customers and see impact. That's a very rewarding like experience usually, um, but it's hard if you care about the earlier phase, which is kind of what I call the exploration phase, right? And ideally in an internship, you should try to get both some of the execution stuff, some of the exploration stuff, um, and that will give you a good holistic, well-rounded experience. And so I think this just depends company to company, team to team, right? And the function of PM adapts accordingly. So I would say everything you're hearing about product management, um, that is, they make a lot of decisions, they're creative, they work with a lot of stakeholders. It's true. I definitely do all of that. Um, I have a problem area that has been assigned to me, and I'm responsible to come up with like what the right solution is here, work across my stakeholders, and propose something that makes sense for this market, and then find ways to validate and test that hypothesis. And if that does come out as a resounding yes, the customers actually want this, then I will go and like write a PRD and give it to engineers to build. And I will manage like my engineers as much as I can um, to make sure they ship on time. And I think you're getting the tail end of that experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, so definitely like, I would say those teams exist. They are special. Um, and the, the, I don't think you should consider that big a shift in, in your career. I would say find another team, find another company that gives you that experience, mm -hmm. right? Ask, ask them, interview them, right? Be like, hey, who is the primary decision maker here? Is it engineering? Is it design? Is it leadership? Is it product managers, right? Um, and what decisions do you make as a PM um, in the last three months, right? And try mm -hmm. to suss out what they do on a day-to-day -day basis um, for you to get a sense of how much of this job will be you making decisions versus someone else telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. Hi, so this is Sarah. Uh, so I started my master's degree in IPN management with a focus on digital product management. But I feel like my master's alone won't get me where I want to be. Obviously, uh, I'm searching for internships, but the market is very tough. Is there any certification or book that Arjun would recommend for me in the meantime so that I can gain more skills? Yeah, totally. So. Product management is just very hard to learn theoretic. Like if you're trying to just like read about it and be academic about it, like the way you approach school, I think it's going to be very difficult for you because a lot of product management is learning by doing. And so the advice uh, holds here, which is like try to start something, try to make it, try to grow that, right? Something that's interesting mm -hmm. to you. Try to find people who you can recruit that can build something for you. Right, um, and I think that's kind of how you learn product management. In terms of resources, um, I would say the ones that really, really helped me think about products in a more holistic manner were some of the podcasts are definitely acquired. Uh, acquired is a podcast by David and Ben, and they both go very deep into company histories. 
um, and at the end of every uh, episode, they do kind of this analysis of a company and they grade the company from A to F, right? And they explain their reasoning on why they graded a certain way and what the playbook is and do they have a defensible moat or not. And I think that is really fun to just see like people who kind of comments are very interesting yeah, concept. Mm. Yeah, they, they did one on Nike recently, um, and they spoke about the power of Nike's brand and how they built that, and whether that's defensible or not. Right? They spoke. They speak about Jordan, and they really do a lot of due diligence on this stuff. And they're VCs, so you know it, they're kind of bread and butter to do this. But they also share their analysis out loud with us, and that really helps me understand uh, about how different companies operate. So I think Acquired is like my go-to. Um, oh, how do I solve this business problem? Kind of thing. Um, I think Letty's newsletter and Letty's podcast is also more tactical. Uh, it's more, hey, I'm facing this problem exactly, and I want to know what other PMs do. I think that's one way to do it. Um, in terms of the books, I really love reading company building books because a lot of it is like product management at the end of the day. That's what we're doing. Um, so Zero to One by Peter Thiel is a classic. The Lean Startup by Eric Ries is a classic, and then. Ride of a Lifetime uh, by Bob Iger, who is the CEO of uh, Disney, um, is also like wonderful and how he goes about nego- like negotiating the Pixar deal uh, for Disney and uh, how he goes about acquiring Marvel and Fox News and all this stuff is it is really fascinating to see w- what happens behind the scenes. Mm. And this book, uh, the the Ride of a Lifetime, is also one of the must read books from Bill Gates. Top ten books oh. in business. <laughs> So, I'll take your word for that. (laughs) So, one more thing. So, it it appears to be that there are a lot of certification companies for product management, actually. But all the product managers that I've spoken with are against certifications. So, you really don't see any valuable company that is offering certificate in product management because maybe you you know the practice and it does not align with what the theory is going, right? So, you don't believe in certifications as well. Is that what you say? Um, I wouldn't say so. I think the certification, if you're like completely new and you have no clue and you think a certification will give you that knowledge um, that you require, I think it's worth giving it a shot. Like, be open to it. Go explore it. If other people are telling you this is something that they found helpful and taught them a lot of like skills, okay, cool. Like, go see and try it out for a few weeks. Um, but I wouldn't count that as a way to get a job, right? I have done a few courses on product management myself. I think Lenny runs a course and Shreyas, who's another like uh, big Twitter guy or PM, he runs a course. And I've taken both their courses and they've been excellent. Um, and so I, I got the certificate at the end of it. It was not why I did it. I did more because like I want to improve my, my uh, job and perform better. Um, but I do think there's value in like hearing from people we're doing the same job that you want to do or um, have already done and getting their tips and tricks, right? Um, but don't expect it to, like, just because you have the certification, now you should get a job, right? Like, don't do it for that. Right. Do it to Hi, my name is Loreal. Uh, so my question for Arjun is, what does it take to become a product manager at YouTube and Google? It clearly must be very competitive. So what are some secrets that you can share with us? Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of luck involved, right? Like, you definitely have to work hard, and yes, you have to interview prep, and yes, you have to do all of these things, but there's a lot of luck involved because there's a lot of people applying, and there are a lot of people just, like, well-qualified, and maybe just had a bad interview day, and maybe, like, the interview question was, like, a little wonky than you expected. So a lot of those things you need to take into 
account but i i agree with the philosophy of like the harder you work the luckier you get in a sense mm-hmm. not and they'll I think it's like buying lottery tickets, like the more hours of work you put in, the more like lottery tickets you get and your number might still never be called, right? Um, and so that's the way I, I, I tend to think about these things. Um, you know, there's, there's all the advice out there is valid. And I think if you can get a job at any great product company, I think you've hit the lottery. Um, you don't really, it doesn't have to necessarily be Google or YouTube. Um, it could be other fast-growing startups. It could be a smaller company that you're really interested in. Um, at the end of the day, you want to enjoy what you're doing and you want to be excited about the problem um, that you are tackling on a day-to-day basis. And there are a lot of people living at big tech companies that are just here for the name of being in big tech mm. and getting paid. Um, but they're not passionate about their jobs. And that's honestly like not a great place to be in, right? You would rather right. be at a smaller company, passionate waking up every day and doing your job then not so right um, I think that's kind of the life you want to lead um, and these opportunities like coming like Google YouTube all of the stuff so coming your way if you're a creator hmm that's interesting and it's, a, it's definitely very interesting to me uh, whoever knows me I always say that whatever I've done so far is luck and luck and everybody's like how can you say that but I mean yes you work hard as you said, the more lottery tickets that you win, the better it's going to be. But we cannot really disregard the fact that sometimes luck plays an, in, a major role in who we are today. So I'm glad that you also, as a successful person, uh, gives, uh, let's say, uh, it acknowledges the fact that luck is needed sometimes. I mean, we're not saying to stay and just wish and uh, wish you're lucky, but it's a 50-50 uh, thing. Hard work and luck both. Yeah, I think there's a great quote by... I think it's Obama. I remember watching this uh, in one of his Netflix interviews with David Letterman, where he's like, I think he says it or Letterman says it, which is like, are we anything but lucky, right? Uh, mm. And I, like, we're very like, if, if someone who's at that stage can say that, I, I think like, uh, we got to learn to be a little more humble. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's just about the right, right time, right moment, right people, right place. It's a lot, a lot of factors. We definitely have to acknowledge luck. I have a lot of uh, a lot about to say about this because a lot of people disagree with me, but that's not the point of the podcast. But I'm I'm really happy. I acknowledge I I'm really happy you, you you're saying this as well. Hey Arjun, uh, this is Will. Um, I've been working as a product manager for only six months now. But the thing is that when I started this career path, I always envisioned working for products uh, that I would believe in and be passionate about. In this company where I'm working, I honestly don't like the product and somehow I don't even think they're going to make it. So I wanted to get your opinion. Uh, can you still be a good product manager even though you're working on a product that you don't really like? Yeah, it's a tough situation to be in. I think it's a learning experience, right? Like you have now learned what you don't like, which is very valuable. Uh, and now you have to make a decision based on this learning. Um, in a way, like not to get very philosophical here, but life is a self-discovering journey, right? Like you figure out what you like, what you don't like. And over the years, you use it, use that time to go push yourself towards things that you actually enjoy doing, right? And hopefully, like the way I like to phrase this is in your 20s, you're trying to learn, trying, trying to do everything that you like. And then in your 30s, you try to do things that you love, right? As that's kind of the philosophy I have. So if, if you have, if you're in a spot where you don't enjoy what you're doing, I think that's really valuable because you have learned 
uh, what you don't like. And I think you should write it down. Be like, okay, this is why I don't like it. This is why it's not exciting to me. Maybe it's the team, maybe it's the market, maybe it's the product, maybe it's the customer type or the pace. Um, there's a lot of different reasons. And I would say like, start writing that down because um, in your next job when you look for one, you want to avoid, you want to make sure these things don't uh, don't come there as well, right? So you don't want to carry that with you. Um, so at the end of the day, I do think that if you want to be a fantastic product manager, you really, really care deeply about your market, about your customers and the team you work with, right? Like a lot of PMs that I work with that are very successful are so because they really care, like at the core of it. And if you don't, and you don't believe in the product vision, I think this will be very hard and like you won't be able to give it your best and it will feel like a drag every single day, mm. um, right? So if you're still in that position, you tried you tried it and you're like, oh my God, like I tried so hard and I just can't get myself motivated about this market or this product. Um, I would start reading about different markets. I would start speaking to different teams, uh, learn about things that you find fascinating and uh, see if that actually holds true when you learn about it from other PMs in the industry working in that field, right? And uh, in the meantime, as you're doing all of this self-exploration um, and figuring out what you might like, uh, I would say that itself is a journey. And by the time you land an opportunity in that space, it might take six months to a year, right? And so in the meantime, try to find exciting projects on your current team that can make you slightly more happier, right? Um, and that can that you will be excited to work on on a day-to-day basis while you figure out your long-term goal. This is the end of the Speed Mentorship. I hope you gained some knowledge out of that and hopefully some of the questions that you have about product management were answered during this episode. If you want to learn more about product management, you can reach out to Arjun Lavani on LinkedIn and he would be more than happy to help you out in your journey of becoming a product manager. Thank you so much for listening to the Product League podcast. I'll see you at the next episode where we're going to discuss about AI and product management.